Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? It's the the Welchester? No, the Melchester Odyssey. Um, yeah, here we are. It's the 14th of August, 1982 edition that we're looking at. And, um, we're looking at the front cover, first of all, because Roy and, um, fucking, what's his chops? Noel Baxter and Blackie Gray are all there in their civvies. That's not Noel Baxter, mate. That's, Is it um, not? Oh, it's Kenny that's Logan, isn't Scottish it? That's Scottish lad. That's Kenny Logan. It's easy Kenny to make Logan. a mistake. Kenny Logan, much better bloke than Noel Baxter. Yeah, I've forgotten about the existence of Kenny Logan. Kenny Logan hasn't featured in the cricket match at all, has he? Where's he been? Nah, maybe he's gone back up to. My father says I have to go and do some estate agent and the summer holidays, Roy, (laughs) so I won't be able to join your cricket team. Yeah, you better go up there. I don't want your old man coming back down here and trying to swing for me again. Mad con. (laughs) (laughs) But there they all are on the front cover, and they're holding up. Uh, the free gift that comes with this issue. It says, free inside this fantastic 1982-83 soccer chart. Oh, it's a soccer um, chart. It's a fucking good chart, this. Uh, yeah, Black- I haven't got Black- it. It's whoever's, whoever's sold me this fucking issue as half-inch the sh- soccer chart, that so I haven't got it. who sold it to you is sat mm. in his rig now with his feet up mm. And that fucking soccer chart blue tacked to his wall, pride of place, and probably, a handful above, of, probably above the mantelpiece. Right. Fanning himself with a handful of fivers that yeah. I give him for the rest he's, of them. He's looking at it going, that silly cunt didn't check the fucking small print. He's stuck with a fucking load of pointless comics. Yeah. And I'm here with the fucking 1982-83 Roy the Rovers My Team's League performance wall chart. <laughs> Luxuriating. <laughs> Luxuriating <laughs> as I gaze upon its majesty. The, the absolute it treasure. And, it, and I haven't even filled the cunt in. It's yeah. blank. Lovely. <laughs> what I do is so I just Im- I keep imagining different scores in there. It's got a picture of Bob Paisley, good old Bob Paisley, mm-hmm. holding up the league trophy, the league championship trophy yeah. from the year before. Looking a bit confused, sort of like, I don't know, because it's slightly before my time before I became super engaged, but. I look at Liverpool like this, right? You had Shankly, who mm. sort of invented 
the 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 Liverpool of the you know the golden age, right? Yeah, lifted them from being like a bang average club into like the preeminent club in the country. Yeah, and he was full of loads of cobblers and bollocks and maxims and all the rest of it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit a big character, let's say. Uh-huh. And then there was Dalglish and post Dalglish, but in between there was Paisley, who of course won more silverware mm. than any of them, and mm-hmm. Fagan, right? Mm. Smoky Joe, I call him, because he always looked like the boot room he, thing, he, wasn't he, it? Yeah, he, he looked like he had a, smoked about a million fags a day, probably JPS <laughs> as well. Although they didn't have them in in Liverpool, they smoked scouse fucks. We don't have any of them brands that you have down in London and all those stupid brands they have in fucking Manchester. Scouse fucks, these are. The tobacco's grown here in Liverpool. (laughs) And it tastes... It tastes of the Mersey because the Scouse wind blows (laughs) in off the Merseys and helps harvest the the crops. It's fucking um, wonderful. Yeah, it looks like he does about a million fucking scouse fags a day. Yeah. But I don't know what these fellas did. I've I've always had the impression, just what I know Paisley's like the one who won the most, but I had the impression that Shankly set it all up, came yeah. out with all the fast That's talk kind of it, and all yeah. the ideas. And then the other two just like so if you look at Bob Paisley in this photo, he just looks like a confused old man who they've handed mm. the massive like t- um trophy to which by the way much better than the Premier League trophy oh yeah right and they've like handed it to him and just sort of gone now stand there Mr Paisley Mm -hmm. what's this it's the trophy that you won I won this yes that's right (laughs) just stand there and smile what way do you want me to look Just (laughs) just look towards the camera like he looks like he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Well, this was this was it with Bob Pierce. He was he was from uh, the northeast, and he he, he he spoke a little bit like this, and he was very unassuming and quiet, yeah. and uh, sounded a little bit dazed and confused. And he used to walk around Anfield in his carpet slippers and all that <laughs> kind of thing. But the thing was, Paisley fucking won everything. I mean, how many times did he win the European Cup? Was it four times in six uh, years or something? He must be the um, most successful manager, not just yeah. in England, but in European history. Up there, for the period he was there, I mean, Shankly retired in it, 74. Uh, and Yeah, Shankly had set everything up sort of thing and, and mm. rebuilt the club. Um, but trophy-wise, Paisley, streets ahead of Shankly. Yeah. Shankly... They just, was winning the league they, they, pretty much every that, season. The mid and late 70s, they just won the European Cup every year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they had Keegan, and then Keegan decided he wanted to leave in 77, I think it was. And they so just got they Dalglish. Dalglish. And Dalglish was an upgrade. Yeah. Almost. And, the, the you know, he had Ray Clements in goal. He decided to sell Ray Clements to Spurs, arguably when Clements was still at his height. Brought in Grobola. Upgrade. Isn't there rumours surrounding the um, departure of Ray Clements from Liverpool to Spurs? Oh, possibly. I've not mm. heard them, but I can imagine there might be. Something, There's always something about shagging someone. Someone yeah. or other. Yeah. I don't know. Because uh, it's a weird one, that. Yeah. But yeah, and then they had, who else were the key ones? Well, of course, they had Terry Mack, didn't they? Yeah, had Mac, Terry Mack, they had Graham Soonis, Ray oh, yeah, Kennedy. Soonis. Gleach, so, and they brought Sunez him. I mean, was he, the best of all of them, wasn't he? It, well, well, fucking Bob Paisley. Bob Paisley brought in Ian Rush from Chester City for three hundred thousand. Yeah, you know. So 
Fucking hell. You, you know it, I've got he, my he's, copy. He's my almost underrated. Paisley's almost yeah. underrated, right? Because he didn't have that shankly, bombastic personality. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't come out yeah. with all the big pronouncers. He just got on with the job. And but the trophies kept rolling in. I wonder yeah. whether the success of Liverpool was just self-perpetuating by that stage and that they had a, a, a team full of such great characters mm. who, 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 who had that hunger that you didn't really need to do much. I'm not slacking him well, off, you, I'm just saying that Liverpool, did. it became a success machine. It kind of did, because you can't just, it doesn't just perpetuate itself. You've got to oil the wheel sort of thing. I mm. think I remember reading something once where Paisley said, never bring in more than two players per season. Mm. But if you bring in two players and they're the right players, you'll carry on doing what you're doing and you'll carry on winning. So there was never any overhaul or anything. It was just, just you know, it was uh, evolution, not revolution sort of thing, carrying on from when Shankly took over. But, um, Success machines. Success Machine's quite a good name for a band, the sort of band who might have made the single Shut My Body Down. God, yeah, that's it. That's what it is. And at number 12, straight in, it's Success Machine with Shut My Body Down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what we need to do. That's our side project. We need to uh, get in the studio and record that (laughs) as Success Machine. Um, uh, so and also on this, uh, also worth mentioning that also the other image on the league performance table they're holding up is Double K, the electric mouse, and yeah. he is in his Southampton shirt, looking a bit weary and annoyed, to be honest. Hmm. Was that when he had he had a season at Southampton? I think he'd had a season at Southampton. Then this was his second season. Yeah. Uh, he went to Newcastle after that. Yeah. Oh, no, when did he done sign- once? Well, did he not sign for Newcastle left, in '82? Newcastle in '84. Yeah, I think he'd probably gone to Newcastle minutes well, after his got, poster appeared. We haven't got a picture of him in the Newcastle shirt. It don't matter. Put him in the Southampton <sighs> shirt. No one's going to fucking care. Oh, yeah, the Newcastle went, fans, mate. He'd had two years, and he went to uh, Newcastle in, in yeah the start of the '82 '83, and he signed for Newcastle. Who were in the second division, so he's all over this fucking poster, and he's away from Southampton minutes later. He signed for Newcastle yeah. for one hundred thousand pounds. Fucking hell, that was a bargain. Fucking that'll appear for itself. Matey boy, you sold Jesus. you this comic. He's sat there at home going, "That's what makes this his collector's item," because a picture <laughs> is of Keegan in a Southampton shirt. But everyone knows by this stage he was he'd signed for Newcastle, <laughs> and that's why it's a real one-off. I'm not bothered, mate. You keep your fucking poster. I've got the comic. That's the good stuff. So there they all are in the front there, racy in some kind of blue and white cheesecloth shirt or something. And uh, Blacky Gray's got his uh, his his blue roll neck top and his blue trousers, looking smart. And uh, look at yeah, that. looking He's good. He's crouched right down. Have a look. That's free. That is. Hmm. And if you uh, buy Tiger that week as well, you get a cup chart, 82-83, which covers the Milk Cup, the FA Cup slash Scottish Cup and the Scottish League Cup. Unbelievable um, the uh, amount of coverage and excitement that surrounded the Scottish Premier League in those days. Because, you know, I recently got the shoot, I got all those shoot magazines and um, I've been reading through them. 
and it's like 50% of the coverage and 50% mm-hmm. of the cover stories are to do with Scottish football. Really was like yeah. a, the glory days of Scottish football, and it's easily on a par, really, mm-hmm. in terms of the amount of coverage it gets, the amount of superstar players. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I just thought that was interesting. I mean, I remembered it, but I'd, I'd, you know, I'd forgotten quite how significant it was. When you think now, the amount of coverage it gets yeah. in the English papers is like next to nothing. It, it was. Um, I mean, it, it was because not only you, you had the old firm, but you also had Aberdeen and Dundee United winning trophies yeah, like in this Europe was, as well. This was their the eighties was their era more than the old firm, yeah. really, wasn't it? Yeah, and so the, there was all of that stuff and. Um, also, the other thing I remember, you mentioned the Ian Rush signing. I was reading an article and it was with, it was Liverpool were playing in the league, in the FA Cup, like fourth round against, I think it was like York City. And they'd beaten, mm. they'd managed to do a giant killing on Arsenal in the previous round. So the big feature yeah. in this copy of Shoot magazine was like, will York be able to do it again? And the mm. interview was with their star striker who'd scored a goal in the previous round, Keith Houchin, who, of course, Keith Houchin. scholars yeah. of the FA Cup will know went on to glory a few years later by scoring yeah. the winner against Tottenham. But uh, yeah. he he goes, he's, he's the whole interview, right, is him going, that could have been me up front for Liverpool, right? <laughs> and he tells this long story about how he was scoring loads of goals for some other, like, lower league team. He went, Everyone knew I was brilliant. Bob Paisley came to watch me and I played that well on the game he came to watch me that afterwards in the dressing room, all the other lads were saying their goodbyes to me, assuming I'd be on my way to Anfield the next day. (laughs) Unfortunately, the next day he went to watch Ian Rush for Chester and it was a toss-up between the two of us. He ended up going for for Rushy and now I just think, what might have been? I thought, what kind of a fucking mad piece is this? Keep out and just going on, going, I'm just as good as Ian Rush. I could have played for fucking Liverpool. Uh, he nicked my job, the, effectively. I went for the medical, but the thing was, I choked on a chicken bone just before I went in, and my blood pressure was right up. So they didn't <laughs> sign me in the end. But uh, their loss, I reckon. <laughs> but like Frank Worthington, who died recently, that was mm. uh, the story with him. He was supposed to sign for Liverpool. And he went for the medical, and his, br- his blood pressure was sky high. And apparently, he'd had a weekend away with two Swedish birds beforehand. Wow, uh, that's yeah, the, I can tell the you. myth, anyway. And th- that's why he's inside Liverpool. Takes a few you days know, for Leicester's your blood pressure day. to come back down after that. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people of were, were tweeting us about Frank Worthington. My favourite memory of Frank Worthington, because again, he's before my time, so I've seen the footage, but I don't remember him playing. Um, when I was a kid, but he what he did feature in my favourite all-time television programme, which is the Footballers episode of Come Down. Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah. And he hasn't got a fucking clue what's going on. And he's only goes, he literally is like this. Now, you might be wondering what's this. It's called <laughs> an avocado. And this is something that my daughter has introduced to me recently. Apparently, what you do is you cut it in half, and he's all over the place. He's shaking, all rest of it. pulls it apart. He goes, and then all you got to do is you take some vinegar, apparently, and chuck it in. He just gets the old Sarsons vinegar, like you have on yeah. your chips, and he goes, oh, "There you go." And but this was this was before the avocado revolution, where avocado every cut boom. started. Yeah. yeah. It was so he was a bit ahead of the curve on this. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean. 
we want great telly, just try and find Frank Worthington making on, an avocado vinaigrette. It must be on all four, I think. Because everything's on so. all four like that, all the old come down on me. It's not on YouTube because we looked before. Yeah, um, Ruddock. It's Ruddock, Worthington, <clears throat> Carlton Palmer, and. Um, Ruddock, Worthington, Carlton Palmer. I can't remember who the other one is, but it's fucking sensational. Oh, Fashionu, Fashionu. Yeah, because Fashionu keeps describing everything as succulent. It's the only word he's got is succulent. And at one point, he even describes the wine as succulent. I'll uh, I'll try and dig that out and have a look. But I also read um, someone was talking about Worthington and uh, Ian Greaves, who was the manager of Bolton, <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and Worthington was a Bolton. And Ian Greaves said that there was a, an occasion where he had to give um, Worthington a bollocking about something. And mm. he says while he was doing it, he was standing face to face with him, bollocking him about whatever. And Worthington had a ball with him. And Worthington just kept the ball up about 72 times while receiving this bollocking. And Greaves said he never once looked at the ball. He was staring me in the eyes the whole time while I was bollocking him. And he Power just kept play. keeping the ball up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Massive power player. How'd you like that, Con? My, uh, yeah. I can't remember if I've said this before, but my my dad, who who very often tells me about um, the great Hungarian team, which is weird. It was my father-in-law who's Hungarian, but my dad was the one who told me about the Hungarian team because he was a Wolves fan because mm. England came over. You know, it's a famous story in the 50s. Hungary came over, thrashed England at Wembley, everyone was literally affronted by it because they were like, this was still the era. Yeah. It was like, footballers, I mean, foreigners shouldn't even be allowed to play football, let alone beat yeah, exactly. us, right? And then, and then not so long afterwards, Honved, who made up most of the uh, Hungary national team, came over for a midweek floodlit, inter- floodlit international, or whatever they call it, yeah. right, before the European Cup existed, and it was, and it was Honved versus Wolves. And Wolves beat them. And that was a big deal. But what my dad always says is, is that in the warm-up before the game, he'd be listening to it on the radio, watching it on telly maybe, and uh, they were doing kick-ups. And the right. comment... And no, like, he, he, my dad claims no one had seen kick-ups before. It wasn't a yeah. thing that anyone in England had witnessed or knew of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't exist. he reckons that the commentator was absolutely outraged and disgusted by it. <laughs> it was the more go, ah, that's the kind of flamboyance that we don't like to see on an English football pitch. They're all Disrespect. Both, yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. It was like, goading us. Disrespectful, really. But uh, what do you expect from them? They're communists, of course. <laughs> Very well, arrogant well, people. So... Getting back to Worthington, Sunderland had Worthington for a season when he was about 34. Mm. And I used to go along early, like 20 past two, just to watch him in the warm-up. Because he'd wow. just fucking dick about. He'd come up, yeah. he'd come out and just... I almost imagined him with a fag in his mouth doing it. Because yeah. it was that kind of loose fucking just... His hands up his Stan Bowles, wasn't he? And Stan Bowles yeah, did yeah. famously used to walk up, apparently walk up the, um, you know, the tunnel still with a fag mm. on the go and just stub it yeah. on the wall just stub before stepping the over the yeah, line yeah yeah. but Worthington just used to do, go through the whole gamut of tricks and flicks and everything and it was just a performance show pony stuff what, what's Brilliant. actually amazing is that these guys I mean that Frank that Stan Bowles is still alive and Frank Worthington only died two days ago and the year is 2021 
because these yeah. lads were like living the the most awful lifestyles <laughs> back in the nineteen seventies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fucking yeah. ages ago, the, the decade that we were born, they were already balls deep in appalling alcohol and tobacco addictions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know that they would have only their whole lives only eaten fried foods. Of course. I mean, Worthington was only 72, which, as we've established, is no age. It's given that we're in our mid 40s now. <laughs> yeah. That's quite scary when you see people dying at 72. They're going to die at 72. Got too much to give. Nah. Got too much resting to do. Yeah, Should but we well, maybe we're probably resting more than Frank Worthington ever did. He was too yeah. busy with his oh, Swedish yeah, yeah. twins and all yeah. the rest of it. That'll of take years off, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Jalapeño. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. Should we have a look at this Melchester shit? Yeah. So, right, uh, it's cricket training that they're doing. Because it says, uh, Charlie Carter and Mervyn Wallace had both been injured during Melchester Rovers' first one-day cricket match against powerful Carmody's Cavaliers. Despite Roy's protests, the Rovers insisted on playing in the return game following taunts by Ralph Meeker, the Cavaliers' fearsome fast bowler. So Roy laid on some special training. I mean, Meeker's just pissing himself laughing here because he's just invited oh, yeah. them to fucking humiliate themselves again, hasn't he? Yeah. And they fall yeah, off yeah. it like mugs. He's goaded them into it, yeah. So they're in, what's it called again? The sweat box or something. I forgot yeah. what they called it in the last issue, the sweat box. And it's this, it's this fucking... I got the idea from a uh, homosexual nightclub that I accidentally <laughs> stumbled upon when we were playing in Europe last season in Germany, it was. Hamburg. We're playing Hamburg away. And me and Blackie went out for a few jars, uh, went looking for some action, ended up in some place called the Sweatbox. It were all men in a... Uh, oh, they were all in like that leather biker get-up. But to be honest, it were a good laugh, wasn't it, Blackie? I, you saw some things in there I, that I'll never be able to unsee. But you've got to hand it to some of those lads. They had real character. They have proper commitments to the cause. <laughs> so that's why we called it the sweat box when we built our own here. <laughs> so uh, they've gone into the sweat box. It's got pink walls for some reason. And this entire story is just flooded with pink in every frame almost. Mm. Uh, and they come in. Um, I got that, that idea no from the homosexual is, disco in Germany as well. All the walls were pink. Yeah, there's still no sign of Kenny Logan, I can't say, but whatever. Um uh, Noel Baxter says but Roy we're supposed to be training for a, preparing for a cricket match Duncan Mackay all this equipment is designed 
to improve our soccer skills. <laughs> ah. weird. Really weird thing to say. <laughs> ah, yes, says Roy. But a particular <laughs> kind of skills. And then a close-up on Roy's face, which is always the explainy face. He says, yeah. you're speed off the mark. Your ability to react like lightning when there's a cricket ball coming at you at nearly 90 miles per hour. <laughs> fucking hell. Don't fucking scare them, pal. Um, he says, if I can't stop you from playing, at least I can do all I can to minimise the risk of more injuries. Well, you could stop them from playing, Roy. You could just say you're not playing. This yeah. is a weak piece of management. Th- this. Th- there's, hu- there's huge insurance considerations, even in this area, with the, in this era with these players. Like they've signed contracts. You are forbidden to do mm. certain things. And playing cricket or somewhere is such a, a quite competitive level is surely one of them. I mean, I, don't I remember think it was an issue back then, though. I remember I mean, uh, Les Ferdinand telling me once that he invested in a super bike, right? Yeah. And. Um, and that uh, he was at Tottenham, and that uh, you know he told someone he was getting a super bike, and the club had said, "Read your fucking contract. There is mm. no way in hell you are literally. We can cancel your contract, or we can just not pay you, right? Mm. Or possibly sue you if you go near a fucking motorbike of any description, let alone a fucking high powerful one." And he thought, "Fuck it, I'll get it anyway because no one will spot yeah. me because I'll have my helmet on." But he reckons he pulled up next to like the club secretary in some traffic with his visor <laughs> open. <laughs> he had that but, and the uh, helicopter. I mean, yeah, it didn't. It didn't happen, did it? But then, uh, I mean, Keegan doing the uh, the old superstars on yeah, the bike true. and coming off yeah. that. That was there was no insurance. I have located yeah. the episode of Come Down with Me on Channel Four on Demand, and Great. I'll be watching that later on. Yeah, uh, I'll try and remember to stick a link out. If I don't stick a link out on the Twitter, remind me and I'll I'll put the link out. Um, so there we go. Yeah, uh, and R- Blackie says fair enough, Racy. And uh, after the Rovers had changed back into their football training gear, they're having a game of head tennis. Uh, Roy says head tennis. It's always a test of speed and timing, but even more so with only two players on each side. This is fucking bollocks. This. Yeah. Uh, then bollocks. we see some fucking head tennis. This uh, foreshadows the Mr. Miyagi bollocks from um, Karate Kid, uh, which came a couple yeah. of years later, where yeah. you're training them at one thing and without them realising they're getting better at another thing. Exactly. And then Duncan Mackay nods it past the diving Noel Baxter. Um, and Roy says, See what I mean, Noel? You didn't react fast enough. They've really got <laughs> to move sharply around the court. <laughs> but that's the classic sort of thing as well, like where you, where like you know, if you're like quite a competitive dad or something, you're going, mm. I'm doing this to teach you something. Now, <laughs> let me show you. Now, as you can see, you did that shit, and that's precisely why I have invited you here today. <laughs> By the end of the day, hopefully, you will be less shit. And Noel Baxter's going, oops, as he dives. And then Walter Williams, remember him? Nervous Walter Williams. Oh, yeah, uh, the nervy reserve boy. goalkeeper. He's there because Charlie Carter's crocked. Yeah. Don't kick the ball too hard. Oh, oh my hair's got in my eyes again. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Walter Williams came Ow, up for special treatment. My hand. <laughs> Is that Roy there? Roy saying, uh, right, Paco, you're the best. And then in speech marks, bender of a football <laughs> in the club. <laughs> And Paco, I personally, I, say, 
I personally think <laughs> bending the ball is dis- is a disgusting foreign fad that uh, will not last. <laughs> it's apparently <laughs> it's fashionable at the moment, so you might as well do it. For me, though, yeah. you can't beat the good old-fashioned British straight-as-a-die shot. For me, bending a ball is a bit like diving. It's not done. But whatever. <laughs> uh, we need any advantage we can get. So Paco says, So, okay, I make the ball bend away from Walter? Like a delivery at the cricket, yes? Yeah, uh, I yes. guess so. <laughs> 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 and he bends it, and Walter <laughs> dives and misses it and goes, Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Roy says, you can assume that went for four buys, Wally. Oh, yeah. And onwards it goes. Walter was soon benefiting from the unusual exercise. And he's starting to save them now. Uh, saved! I-, I mean, well caught, Walter. Count that as caught at the wicket. I think they're just chucking a bit of football stuff in here to stop everyone from being completely fucked off by the, yeah. the, the relentless cricket. Um, yeah. Regular correspondent and friend of the show, Harry Flowers, on Twitter uh, this morning uh, commented on last week's episode. And he said, I would actually get angry when there was an episode of Roy the Rovers where there wasn't any football. <laughs> angry. Angry. So, um, yep. Yeah. It says other players were speeding up with a game of foot cricket. Uh, I remember playing that at school. That was always fun. Um uh, and there we you are. Vicks works it away I've well. I've done foot golf. There's foot golf near me. Foot golf's fun. Foot, foot golf's golf, knackering. Foot cricket. Foot rugby. That's basically did you do? Did you do 18 holes when you did foot golf or just the nine uh, holes? I think it was just nine. We did 18 because we thought, ah, how hard can it be? And my fucking right thigh was just fucked the day after. You're listening to Andy Dawson and Sam Delaney, the hardest working cunts in podcasting. And uh, Vic Guthrie, well, it's not really much of a boot. He's just tapped it away. And uh, one of them says, Vic's worked it away well. That's one through the field. Fucking hell. Mm. But no. Bollocks. Racy does a diving header and heads it back to Vernon Elliott. Yours, Vernon. And then it's not Blackie, unfortunately. I think it's Jimmy Slade who says, Oh, brilliant, Racy. What an interception. And uh, yeah, Vernon Elliott, he's the, he's the bowler, and he catches it and taps it on the corn, which is acting as a wicket. And he shouts, How's that? Uh, Consider yourself run out, super brat. Shouts Racy. Can I just say, this is Cost fucking pre- preposterous. What is happening here? It's shite, is isn't it? Absolute, it's fucking bollocks. I mean, mm-hmm. even us trying to explain it, it's a conceptual nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like, they have fucking... The well has truly run dry over summer for the lads yeah. that roared the Rovers in 1982. Because well, this, this, this is bullshit. This is the 14th of August, 82. This has come out, right? And I think David Skew's gone, right, I need to go away for a fortnight, so I'm going to knock a couple out nice and quick. And uh, they'll be mm. there in the bank for you, and you can just put them out. However, don't even bother if you don't want to. I don't fucking care. It's exactly what we do with this podcast when yeah, we want to, you know, want to go to Isle of Wight, that's or what, you're going away. That's or something. what we're doing right now because this is. Eastern I know stuff. it's a double whammy because we're in sort of holiday mode, and mm. so is Roy. Is the authors of Roy Roy the Rovers? It's so terrible. sorry, it's terrible. listener. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's nearly over. 
this episode, so thankfully. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, an hour later, training session's ended, and Roy looks at them all and says, do you think it did you any good? And of course, Blackie <laughs> straight away answers, you bet, Roy! I reckon we should <laughs> give the Cavaliers a run for that money! Fucking oh, I'm such a good idea. You're a super coach. Oh. You can coach anything, Roy. Any sport or anything in life, even. I've got such an adrenaline rush going on now, Roy. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a real inspiration. You've opened my mind to so many different possibilities in life. You've broadened my horizons, Roy. <laughs> Uh-oh, and then there's that Gosden with the elephant in the room. Talking about money, <laughs> how much did we raise from the first match, Roy? <laughs> fucking hell, that. Mind Shut your own up. fucking business. I know you're retiring soon, but that's your fucking problem, not mine. <laughs> and you've only, we only signed you last season, so there's no testimonials, so fucking forget that, you cunt. Yeah. You're lucky I'm even letting you take part in this cricket match. I only did it so you wouldn't get bored over summer. <laughs> Sat around watching fucking Crown Court all day with your missus. There's a strong chance you could be killed from this fucking cricket match. Eating fucking tins of fucking iced tomato soup all fucking day. Bored off your knock. Oh, this is a fucking nice. favour for you, son. Uh, Roy, Roy grins and says, £30,000. And we could double that for the return game. What, is he going to put it on a horse or something? Because <laughs> I'm going up the Melchester Casino tonight <laughs> to whack a lot of it on red. And he, <laughs> say, he says, uh, Duncan Mackay says, That should put a smile on Lofty Peak's face. And then, a miserable cunt. And then, as if by magic, Lofty Peak appears in the doorway of the sweat box. Uh, Noel says, Here he comes now. But Rovers, former centre back, wasn't smiling. Uh, he says, Roy. Even if it means Stanthorpe United going bankrupt, you've got to persuade the Rovers to change their minds about playing the Cavaliers. Fucking hell. And Roy says, why, Lofty, what's happened? Serious close-up in the next frame of uh, Lofty's floating head. Take a look at the evening newspaper. Ralph Meeker has put another player in hospital. A first-class county player. (laughs) <laughs> Look at that photograph in the newspaper. They've pictured it just as it, his fucking ball hits him right on the side of the head. Bonk! And uh, it's bounced off into the, the distance there. And it says, Midshears Terry Johnson was unconscious for five minutes after being struck on the head by this lifter from Ralph Meeker. <laughs> These were the days before cricket players used to wear helmets, of course, isn't it? Yeah. Have that, dickhead. Yeah. How'd you like that? Enjoy your sleep, fucker. He's there. <laughs> and Royce. Mika's on the loose. <laughs> yes. Mika's gone out on the loose. They, he's finished <gasps> playing this lot. He's done. I dealt with that fucking Roy Race top. Now I'm on the loose all around this shithole of an island. I'm going from county to county, taking out all their best yeah. players one by <laughs> one. Smashing heads. <laughs> What a fucking laughable shit show this place is. <laughs> I haven't met a real man. I've been here two weeks. I haven't met a real fucking... I haven't met a single man who could stand up to my Sheila, let alone me. <laughs> They've taken me rental car off me, so now I'm walking from county to county. <laughs> <laughs> they thought that would stop me. Think nope. again, pricks. <laughs> like you said before, we definitely need a strip of just about Ralph Meeker. Um... <laughs> So there's Terry Johnson, 
just about to be rendered unconscious. And uh, Lofty Peak says, as Roy stares at the fucking photograph, if you can do that to a professional, the Rovers won't stand a chance. Mika seems to be getting faster and faster. Look at Roy's face, he's shitting himself. He is. Okay, now I'm a bit worried here, lads. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Blackie, right? Not yet, but keep an eye. I'm putting us on amber for you know what. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, right? I'm always standing ready. <laughs> I'll get I would equi- relish the opportunity to do your bidding <clears throat> once again, Roy. Captain, get- my captain. I'll get the equipment out from the secret compartment in the garage. <laughs> Do you want me to put him in the pit? <laughs> like we did with that bookmaker. Oh, shut up! No, not in public. I've got, I've got something else planned for him. And how many times I tell you, don't talk about what happened to that fucking bookmaker. Um, <laughs> Blackie, have you ever seen the film The Wicker Man? <laughs> <laughs> well, the you want me to build a gigantic wicker effigy that we can burn him in? Yeah, something like that. But just Don't start gathering as out. much. Just just start gathering as much wicker as you can get your hands on. See if any of those cousins of yours up in Liverpool can get their hands on a job lot of wicker. <laughs> what's, the, what's the situation at the minute with a black market wicker? <laughs> <laughs> what the price is looking like call your cousin <laughs> well, there we go that's the end of that one and it says in next week's instalment the return match yes uh, so there we go um, was there a little yeah, bit yeah I mean well? that was a, I, I think that was quite a shit episode because the whole yeah. kind of training cricket as foot cricket was bullshit but I'm now really excited about the next episode because Ralph Meeker is really enlivening this whole mm. storyline. Well, um, I'm going to give it just a six out of ten, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, me too. Uh, not enthused by it at all, but uh, you know they did their best, so fair enough. There was a little bit in the previous week that we forgot to mention. Um, it was the call of the week that always comes in, and oh, someone yeah. wins three quid for ringing up Roy and slagging off yeah. the comic. And, I'll uh, give you. I'll give you three <laughs> quid. If you call in and say what you've got to say, that's it, that's the deal. You call me up and slag me off, you had three quid. I'm weirdly into it. I don't know why, but there you go. <laughs> because I laugh at how pitiful you are. To be honest, it, it gives me a buzz <laughs> so, to know that you fucking nobodies in shit old fucking houses all over the fucking country are giving me enough of your fucking headspace to bother ringing up. And fucking slagging me up. I mean, it's so fucking funny, right? I'm prepared to pay three quid to listen to it. I'll give you three quid because then that makes me in charge and you're going to be humble because you've got my three quid and you've still got your you stupid fucking opinions. You might you think twice. You work for me now, cunt. So this is it. Joanna, Joanna Davey, lives in Bromborough, we're on. Oh, and a la- she called up. Interesting. She rang it. She rang it to say, I am 11 years of age, and although I'm a girl, I read Roy of the Rufus. <laughs> although I'm a, a bit girl. Weird, but go on. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think The Hard Man is a really good story. It's stupidly drawn. Uh, right, okay. Uh, one of your recent Call of the Week winners, <laughs> Lee Norville, says he likes The Hard Man. I can't understand why. I do like the footballer who wouldn't stay dead. But do you, Roy? <laughs> oh, fucking hell. You have to. 
I'm not paying you to give my opinions. <laughs> what I think doesn't fucking count. Uh, your paper is now 18 pence, but worth it. And it only takes me a day to read it. A fucking day? It takes us a day to make it. You can read it in fucking ten minutes. <laughs> and he then he says, yes, I like the story you asked about, Joanna, but not all our readers do. <laughs> fucking hell. It's very frank. Look, looking again at what Lee Norville had to say, I get the impression you were offering some sort of challenge to him. Good luck if you two ever meet. You win three pounds. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I I have no idea about either of the stories you mentioned. The only one I ever read is my own. All the best. But I am sure you are right. They are shit. Goodbye. <laughs> TTFN. <laughs> so there we go. We'll see what happens next time. Um, next time is just this time, but it's a different time. Time needn't be your enemy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.